grateful for these tithes and these offerings that were picked up, Lord. We ask that you bless and multiply them, Lord, and continue to bless our church, Lord, and all our brothers and sisters and everything that they do, Father, protecting them and everything that they do, Father. We also ask, Father, that you um, bless us, Lord, by receiving your word uh, and that we may be able to find a place, Lord, good ground, Lord, that it can uh, plant itself, Lord, and reap all the fruits of your promises, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you remove every distraction, Lord, every thought that could just keep your precious word from us, Father. We're so grateful in all things, and we ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. Again, God bless everyone this evening. God bless the group this evening. Praise the Lord. God is good, amen. Cuando nosotros creemos que Dios es bueno, amen, hermanos. ¿Qué ha hecho Dios para ti en estos días? What has God done for us in these days? We could ask ourselves that question and just be amazed by his love for us and his everlasting watch over our lives. Praise the Lord. God bless the classes uh, this evening, the kids in the classes this evening. Praise God. The title of tonight's um, message, brothers and sisters, if they only knew. I was uh, thinking about a couple of things uh, these last couple of weeks, and one in particular that's uh, been coming over me is um, all these different things with a COVID. Uh, COVID has been this invisible um, virus that has just shook the world uh, in a lot of different ways. And I remember early on um, the experiences that I had that I mentioned before here uh, in church uh, have been, um, you know, kind of led me into talking a little bit about this. Uh, I mentioned before that I took a trip, um, I took two trips. I took one trip to, um, uh, to Europe when it had started and there was a rumors going on that things were happening and, uh, in Asia and, uh, it still went, still wasn't, you know, very known as far as it being what it was and, and pronounced it was. But the second trip that I took, uh, was to Canada to Vancouver for a show that we do every year. And that one in particular, it was, uh, it was a little bit more serious. Uh, they were starting to see there was more stuff in the news and, uh, more stuff, uh, go floating around the internet about it. But there still wasn't a lot of knowledge about what it was and rumors of a lot of just different things. There was a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors. Um, and when I went to Canada um, and I came back, um, there was still a lot of people traveling. There was still a lot of stuff happening. Um, and you could see that, you know, a lot of people were still cautious of things. Um, but when I came back um, is uh, where it, things got a little bit more serious and uh, I ended up getting some allergies um, and not feeling well one day. And um, Lorenzo ended up giving me a call saying, hey, you need to go to the hospital to get checked. And I'm like, before, you know, I, I kind of knew it was just allergies. I wasn't feeling too, too bad, but I wasn't feeling, um, it was just your typical, you know, maybe 24-hour um, attack that I would normally get. And it was normal to me, but... Um, but there was a concern there because I had been somewhere else and I had been around a lot of people too. And, and at, and during all this, somebody, um, at the show that we were at, uh, had gotten tested positive for it. And so then that all started to linger in, in your mind and everything with it. So, um, so I went to, I went to the, to the hospital and they didn't even know what to do with me. Uh, I called and I said, Hey, and they're like, Okay, and I'm like, hey, you've been seeing the news. I, I I knew more than the doctors did, to be honest with you. I knew symptoms to be looking at because I at that day, just by chance, I was uh, I was looking, uh, I was hearing the news a lot and stuff that was happening. And they they go, okay, we'll just come over here to the back where the emergency room is, and we'll send somebody out to get you. And sure enough, they sent someone out. They handed me a mask because this was not this was before. You know, they were in vending machines like they are now, you know, so they handed me a mask and they said, go ahead and follow me. And they took me to 
a special room that was kind of like away from people. And uh, I, I forget what they call it. They're the contagious. Um, There's a special name for it. But anyways, they had me in there. And the nurse came in. And I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I have it or not. They don't know if I have it or not. Nobody knows anything. But everybody's suspicious and cautious, right? Because this is before anything. You know, this is before anything. And I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll tell you at the very end how I knew it was before anything. Because it cost me a little bit of money before anything. And they didn't even know that some of this che- checking wasn't supposed to be charged, but they charged me a substantial amount of money uh, at the end of everything. But uh, so, of course, they're asking me questions and they're going through things. Do I have this? And I did. I had, you know, I, I did have uh, coughing. I did have, um, um, you know, sweating or whatever it was. Some of the things that they go, oh, you know. And so then, the, then they did the they did the duty, and it was about fishing story, right? And everybody's experienced the ones that have gotten tested for it, you know? And I'm like, you know, eyes rolling back as they're tickling the top of my head. And I'm trying to be as strong as I can during this thing. And so I'm sure some of y'all, but you know, a little tear probably came out. Um, and of course they, they go away and, um, and of course they don't have a reader for it. Cause they don't even know so they just uh, wanted to see if I maybe had a flu or something like that. And I came back, and, it, and, it, and I didn't. I didn't have anything. And they said, they still didn't know anything. So they say, go and quarantine for 14 days. You know, go, go for, for the amount of time that they had said. I don't know if it was 14 or 10 days, but they said, you need to, you know, just see if anything happens more or anything like that. Because, again, everybody's figuring it out. We're all figuring it out together, but I'm the one that got billed. <laughs> So I'm leaving, and, and I had been seeing on the news, right, and the president had came out and said, hey, you know, uh, you're not going to get charged for getting tested, right? So they, they – and, I, and I'm over here thinking that they saw the news. They didn't see the news. I said, hey, guy, the guy in Washington, D.C. said I didn't have to pay. They said, no, you're paying 200-something dollars. 200-something dollars. I'm like, no, no, no. And I started thinking about Lorenzo because Lorenzo's the one that told me to go get tested. I'm not going to lie. I'm just being honest up here. This makes me be honest here. And so, but I was grateful that, you know, nothing had happened. But it was very, very interesting how everybody was just not aware of anything. Um, they, they, I called the hospital and they said, can I get your number so we can call you back? They had somebody like a head person in the hospital call me saying, hey, really don't know. So there wasn't a lot of people. It's not like what it is, some of the stuff it is today. And during this entire process that I was, you know, all this stuff was happening, there still was a lot of unknowns, right? Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You know, it. It at one time they were saying it would stay on, on things for days, <laughs> I'll stay on things for days. I didn't know. A lot of it was assumptions. A lot of it was just as it as it went on. Um, and and it, it's it's sad because it it you could see what it what it did to the world, and it was very destructive in the unknown. And it was very destructive because people spoke without knowledge. Um, and I think that that's a very dangerous place to be at is to speak without knowledge uh so again a lot of the hindsight and and there there's even things to to today that i saw that they were posting that they shouldn't have shut down things and this and this and this and that and you just keep on seeing things and i started thinking about if they you know that's where the if the title came out if they only knew i started thinking about uh the things of god and uh, how how many unknown things that aren't spoken of clearly and how many things that we fail to speak to people. Um, and we've talked about this through these months, uh, a lot of things that are important and they're important to our beliefs. And there's nothing more important than discussing the salvation of Christ uh, because the number that's fearful is that the number that they keep on throwing out that 200,000 people have passed away or how many of those people passed away without knowing Christ? 
And as believers, that should be our, that's where we should put our passion to, not that 200,000 people died because of this virus, but that 200,000 people might have died without knowing Christ. And if they only would have known. And as we hear are passionate about a lot of things, we must be passionate about the one thing that God has called us to be, which is letting people know. And there's nothing more precious than his salvation. And what's precious about his salvation is that it removes us from damnation. And the most important thing that we will ever teach our children is the price that Christ paid for them, the love that he had for them, but that there's consequences to being ignorant to things. Hermanos, vamos a hablar de unas cosas bien importantes esta noche. Vamos a hablar del amor de Dios, de su salvación. Porque ahorita hay muchas cosas que están pasando en, en esta vida que mucha gente está hablando y no sabiendo, no teniendo información, nomás tratando de nomás hablar lo que, se, que creen que sa, saben. A unos dicen, debes a, a oír lo que dice este hasta que no va como ellos creen o quieren y dicen, no, no escuchas a esa persona ya. Y es un como un juego de, de fútbol, para atrás, para atrás, para atrás. Y ahorita debemos, sabemos unas cosas que son seguras, que nuestra salvación es importante porque hay un infierno, hay algo que va a pasar después de nuestras vidas. Y yo pienso de todas las personas que han morido y han dicho, di, dijeron que han, han muerto de este virus, ¿Cuántos de ellos no sabían a Cristo? No conocían a Cristo. No dieron su vida, dieron sus vidas uh, con, para Él. So it's important, hermanos, que pensamos en esto. But it's important for us to think uh, that there, you know, there's people that mock us for believing in an invisible God. But they'll tell you to put your mask on. Not knowing even if that's anything that's anything. That's the hypocrisy. That they'll see an invisible thing in the air and thinking that everybody's afraid of it, but not believing in a powerful, mighty, invisible God that we have felt his love for us. Hay muchos que se rían a nosotros creyendo en un Dios que no se ve, se puede ver. Pero ellos están temerosos de un virus que no se ve tampoco. Y no saben información de, pero quieren poner temor. So este mundo es bien, hay, hay mucha locura ahorita en lo que está pasando. So there's a lot of craziness, but we know one thing, that our salvation is real and that hell is real. And we know this, how? We know this through the word of God and we want to turn to the word of God and start to look at some of these things. If we, let's turn to Acts 4.10, brothers and sisters. God bless everyone tonight and you can help us tonight by praising God and glorifying God through this tough preaching because it's a preaching that opens our eyes to understanding things. Here in Acts 4.10, be it known unto you all and to the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Verse 11. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Verse 12. Neither is there salvation in what? In any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, the world will tell you it has faith, and it has faith in a lot of things. Some won't even have faith in a God. They just have faith. As pastors mentioned many a times before, and the great analogy is that people will sit down on a chair believing that it's going to hold them up. They'll say they have some form of faith. But there is only one faith that will save is knowing and acknowledging that Jesus Christ saves. 
And this was such an important statement that was given here because many had heard of this crucifixion, had no understanding of who he was, and it was declared here who he was. A pillar. A strength, something that held things together. And it's important for us to know this. And and again, brothers and sisters, we're not talking about these things like it's something that should be new to us. It's something that we should be excited about. It's something we should be prepared because instead of handing out masks, we should hand out the knowledge of Christ to people that we meet. Not be afraid to social distance the salvation that was so preciously given to us, but freely speak of this. En esos tiempos, hermanos, hay mucho que debemos tener distancia de esto, pero esta cosa que vamos a hablar de la salvación, del nombre de Cristo, quién es Cristo en nuestras vidas, es algo que no debemos a tener distancia cuando estamos hablando con personas. Debemos con libertad, con ánimo, con poder hablar de esas cosas. No es que es algo nuevo para nosotros, pero a veces se duerme algo dentro de nosotros que no estamos hablando de su precioso nombre. Vamos a seguir leyendo aquí. If we turn to Ecclesiastes 9.5. For the living know that they shall die. Wow. But the dead know not anything. This is very important, brothers and sisters, because sometimes we waste time. Es bien, bien importante, hermanos, como comienza aquí, porque estamos gastando tiempo viviendo, sabiendo que nos vamos a morir. Más tenemos un tiempo aquí. Pero... Ya cuando estás muerto no sabes nada. No vas a estar ahí sentado. Ay, cómo voy a pensar de cosas y cambiar cosas o hacer cosas bien. No vas a pensar nada. It's important, brothers and sisters, while we're alive, that we must think on these things. Because when we're dead, it's not like we're going to be able to figure out all the mistakes that we made in our lives. We're not going to think of anything the Bible says here. Neither have they any more a reward for the memory of them is forgotten. I know we want to script things and, and, and again, again, I didn't want to, I started listening to people and, and during the beginning of all this stuff and it would like change all the time. Like this is like getting weird. This started becoming quite a game here. And it's never saying that it wasn't real because we personally experienced that it was real. But to what extent was it? And what was being hidden from us? And the precious thing about the things of God is nothing will be hidden from us because God openly shows us if we desire to find these things, he will show us these things. That's how merciful our God is. God's not like, I got a game to play with you. God will show it to you right in front of your face and, and reveal it to you right in front of your face. And, and it's our heart that blocks it. It's our, it's, it's our blindness that wants to not see it. It's our deafness that doesn't want to hear it. But those moments that we have breakthroughs, those moments that it penetrates and it gets to where it needed to, and we start to breathe differently, act differently. Because God has made that breakthrough in us. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, the world, this is the sign that they'll show you all the time and you'll see it in movies. It's the crazy guy on the street, right? Jesus is coming. The end is near, right? And they make a mockery of it, right? Oh, man, people have been saying this for years. But people don't understand God's mercy to that. 
It's not so he can be mocked. It's not so he can be made fun of. It's because he loves us. And we as a church must arise and speak this out confidently, not be silent. Like hell can offend you. Damnation can offend you. Before it's too late. Our fear is that it not be too late for people to receive the promise that God has laid before us and understand that it's not that he has forgotten or he's slow in things, but he's merciful. And I thank you, God, for your mercy. I thank you, God, that more and more you've given us an opportunity to get closer and closer to you. But also in that, we have the risk of getting further away. And this is where us as a body must encourage each other, pray for each other, exhort each other if we see things, but more than anything, love each other, knowing that God was merciful to us and loved us. We turn to Hebrews 9, 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Y de la manera que está establecido a los hombres que mueren una vez y después el juicio. A lot of people don't know if only they knew. Again, there's a lot of hypotheticals. There's a lot of people that speak of it differently. There's a lot of people that will tell you different things. If you've been to funerals, they will describe it the way they want to, to bring peace to the funeral. Right now, there's images that will come. Oh, so-and-so's looking down on you. Nowhere does it say any of these things in the Bible, but they become normal. They can become the nice thing to say. there's a fact that once we die the next time we see things we see judgment that's what we see next is judgment es importante pensar en esas cosas hermanos que como dice aquí en hebreos que nomás una solamente vamos a morir una solamente muerte de después de eso es el juicio pero cuando estamos en velorios velorios hay muchas palabras bonitas que personas dicen y son costumbres son cosas que pasan por años es fácil para decir a alguien ah va a estar contigo Yo sé que te está mirando está también uh, orgulloso que, que has hecho en tu vida yo sé que se siente bonito se, que, pero estamos perdiendo tiempo de hablar de cosas que son reales cosas que debemos hablar cosas sinceramente dicen ah porque dices cosas como, como eso Por, eh, gente no se va a sentir bien yo pienso en las personas que se van a morir creyendo que van a poder componer cosas después de la muerte. Ya, ya se va a ir el pensamiento de nosotros. La cosa que viene es el juicio. You know, brothers and sisters, we must be real in these things and understand these things. These things aren't made up. These things aren't constructed. If you look through the whole word of God, it speaks the truth on matters that are sometimes distorted or sometimes configured into ways that are easy to be accepted. Some people don't want to hear that there's a hell. Some people want to live their lives as free as they can. But you know what? God wants you to live your life as free as you can too with an understanding 
You know, when I, this was always my saying in youth, God is never going to take away something from you that he's not going to replace with something better. If you give God something as, as a sacrifice, God will multiply it in ways you cannot imagine. He will bring peace into your life that all the success and riches of this world cannot give you. If we just focus on what's real and what is real, amen? We turn to Daniel 12, 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Y muchos de los que duermen en el polvo de la tierra serán despertados unos para vida eterna y otros para vergüenza y confusión perpetua. ¿Qué palabra de Daniel? Un profeta que Dios le dio revelación en lo que iba a pasar. Trabajó con él porque sabía que iba a pasar unas cosas tremendas en su vida. Pero sabiendo que después de la muerte unos van para vida eterna y otros para confusión perpetua. It's a decision we make. But you know, what's powerful about the things of God is God doesn't put that, doesn't put that out as the, as the fear decision to be made. It's to understand what he has done for us and what he has prepared for us as an example. We serve a God that left his throne of glory and came down and put on flesh to show us that we could do all things if we trusted in him and we honored him. Not a God that stood from a throne saying, do these things, he came as an example to us all the way to the cross. And as we live our lives, we live with the intent to the cross, daily crucifying our lives, knowing that there is a promise, that there is a blessing that's given to us. But sometimes we forget these things and we fall asleep and we grow dormant on things and we are just trying to survive and we can't even explain to others what it would take for them to receive it. Becomes uncomfortable. Just like saying who you're going to vote for these days. You can't even talk about your faith. It's difficult to tell people who you're going to vote for. Imagine telling them about heaven or hell. So we must grow courage in these times because we have something that's special on our side, which is God's love and his word. En estos tiempos, hermanos, es difícil de hablar en qué, qué vas a votar o qué, en quién crees que puede ser cosas. ¿Cómo es difícil de decir personas en el infierno? Pero uno de nosotros no debemos estar hablando de esas cosas porque no sabemos hablar de su salvación. Muchos de nosotros no más podemos hablar del infierno, no del amor de Dios. Y se lleva dos cosas. Many of us, we can't, we shouldn't be talking about hell because we can't even talk about the salvation of Christ. And it takes both to make these things impactful and somebody changing their life. Because the most powerful thing that God showed us in Adam and Eve, that he wasn't a dictator. And that the free will begin there. You make a decision on what you're going to do. I've shown you one path i've shown i've told you of this other path you decide what you want to do and some of us we went down a path that wasn't one that honored god and now that we've come to wanting to honor god we've seen these things 
Our eyes should be more open to things. Our desire should be to make others see these things. Our testimony in the love that he had for us to drive us and not fall asleep on these things. So what is it that once we die, we stand before judgment? And if we stand before judgment, what, what's, what must we know? If we turn first to Acts 2.38, I believe that was the next verse. Well, what was the next verse? Brother? My papers kind of got mixed up here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Revelations, if we turn first to Revelations 20.15, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. Y el que no fue hallado escrito en el libro de la vida fue lanzado en el lago de fuego. So now that we stand before judgment, now that, that we stand before our creator, there's a book that will be opened and looked at. For us that gave our lives to Christ and accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior and made a change in our lives, we confidently know that our name is there. But that's not enough, brothers and sisters. It's not enough because we must not just have confidence in that, but run the race as to get there and confidently walk through the gates. Let not nothing separate you. No thought that, that can come to you to discourage you. Como dice aquí, hermanos, que nuestro nombre está escrito en el libro de la vida. Es importante que vivimos con confianza sabiendo esto, pero que vivimos cada día peleando la buena batalla. Diciéndole a la gente la importancia de la salvación de Dios. How important is the salvation of Christ? If we turn to Mark 4, 43, I'm sorry, Mark 9, 43. We see the importance here as an example. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell and to the fire that never shall be quenched. 44. Where their worm dieth not and the fire not quenched. 45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet and to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. 47. And if the eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. We see here something and it's so explicit how it describes this, but it's warning us of the importance of these things and not to take things lightly. Podemos leer aquí, hermanos, que eso es bien, se parece bien torpe como dice que te debes cortar tu mano, quitarte tu ojo. Cortarte tu pie. Pero un ejemplo que es mejor que haces esas cosas. Que entrar al infierno con esas cosas. What, 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 what craziness. I mean, if this is the first time that you would have heard this, you would have been like, what, what? but it's the example that it gives here that the severity of this. And if we see something like this in our lives that would take us and rob our salvation, that 
We should take things seriously. Some of us have made life decisions that have changed outcomes in our salvation for the better. We've let go of things. We've severed things that were hurting, hurting our spiritual walk with Christ. Things that were difficult, things that were hard. Some of us haven't. Some of us have, hold on, have held on to arms and to eyes and to feet because our heart has told us to do these things. And all it's doing is separating us from God. We're, we'd rather offend God than offend a loved one or offend. And we must decide and choose to never want to offend our God. Es importante pensar, hermanos, como el ejemplo que da aquí, que muchos de nosotros hemos uh, hecho decisiones en nuestras vidas, hemos cortado relaciones con familias, hemos cortado relaciones con amigos y amigas, porque estaba llevándonos al infierno. Pero qué bonito es Dios, porque cuando comenzamos a crecer, y ya podemos poner nuestros pieces en un lugar que es seguro. Su amor deja que nosotros podemos hablar a estas personas. Dios es misericordioso, hermanos. Pero sabe que es importante. ¿Quién es mi madre? ¿Quién son mis hermanos? Estos que hacen el de mi padre que está en los we see a God that's merciful that loves he loved his family but we see his distinction in who is my mother who are my brothers and sisters those that do the will of my father that's in heaven the example that he left for us was one of diff- it's difficult but it's one that gets us closer to him. And when we're closer to him, then he starts to work everything around us. That's the trust we have in him. If we turn to Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. El que creeré y fuere bautizado será, será salvo, mas el que no cree será condenado. Es importante, hermanos, para pensar en esto. Creyendo que el salvación es importante, que debemos aprender que, que como debemos aguardar nuestra salvación. Como dijo David, restaurame. El gozo de mi salvación. ¿Por qué dijo David eso? Yo siempre pensaba en eso. Porque David estaba pasando muchas cosas en su vida. Guerras y todas esas cosas que estaba pasando. Que su salvación se podía enfriar. Se podía, podía cosas venir a su vida. Que necesitaba a recordarse. Que preciosa era su salvación. Y para nosotros, ¿quién somos nosotros? ¿Creemos que somos más grandes que David? Va a pasar estas cosas en nosotros. Pueden pasar estas cosas en nosotros. You know, I start to think about the importance of our salvation and how, must, how we must maintain it and how we must cultivate it because I hear David saying, return unto me the joy of thy salvation. As he had lost it or has had gotten cold or gotten dormant. Because of a lot of things that he experienced. You're talking about a man that had blood on his hands. You're talking about a man that committed adultery. You're talking about somebody that had junk on his, in his life. If, if some of us here, we might never experience some of the failures that David experienced. But he was still a man after God's heart. Why? Because he was a person that trust in God's love and mercy and wrote about it in Psalms, understood what God's love was. Some of us, we don't. And we will go into the pit 
in the last days, not knowing that God could easily forgive us of anything and has loved us through a lot of things. I'm grateful for God's mercy, personally speaking. If I start to think of how powerful God's love was that he extended his hand multiple times in my life, not being perfect and being very blemished and he was merciful. Tenemos un Dios que es misericordioso, hermanos. Teniendo misericordia es algo que podemos confiar en nuestro Dios, pero también debemos crecer en cosas. No, no más pensar, ah, Dios es misericordioso. Él sabe. Él sabe nuestros corazones también. Si no estamos pagando atención, si no estamos guardando su palabra. Si comenzamos no más de, ah, eso no me conviene. Esto sí me conviene. Ah, esto no me conviene. Todo debes, uh, uh, conv con 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 ¿cómo se dice? Convenir. Convenir, todos debe convenir. ¿Cómo? Todos los, los conviene, todos conviene. Cuando es la palabra de Dios, a veces no se siente bien. A veces estamos desnudos de frente de nuestro Dios. Por algo pasa y algo ha pasado, pero es todo para nuestro bien. Everything's for our good, even difficult times where we're naked before our God and exposed because the word of God exposes us. Powerful word exposes us. Life exposes us. Things will come to, to light, especially when there's dark places. God will bring it and reveal it out to light. And we trust in God in this. And if we turn to Acts 2.38, we start to see the importance of recognizing this salvation. And we know this verse. Then Peter said unto them, repent. And it's so important to understand the structure of this verse here, brothers and sisters, that you cannot be baptized before repenting. Again, if they only knew. Oh, I got baptized because it was customary. But you must understand the process that so was eloquently said here through Peter saying, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we're grateful to God because this gift that he's given us through the night, sometimes will speak to us and comfort us. And this comforter that he sent to us is sometimes what holds us together. All because we trusted in him and we believed in him and we said, Jesus, I accept you in my life, Father. Forgive me my sins. If we turn to Revelations 21.8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. If they only knew, if they only knew that there was a hope for them. The saddest thing of this whole process is that people have died without families in hospital beds, not being able to make critical decisions for them. If they only knew If they only knew, if somebody would have only spoken to them. God has called us in these times to be a light in darkness. 
It's more important to post things that could prick the hearts of people to look into things. There's nothing that offends me more than being confident in something that has no value in the eyes of God. I was a person, oh, I was a person. Oh, you don't know, you can ask, maybe Brother Lorenzo remembers. He usually doesn't give me too many compliments. But I was a person, man, I just knew. Brother Renee, I think I would have challenged you. I knew stats about the Dallas Cowboys through the 90s. Uh, brother, you don't understand. I, papers and everything, everything. I was like, you know, Lorenzo, Lorenzo, Lorenzo was a fan, but he was, I was like psychotic. And I'll just give you an example how psychotic it was. I had this this dirty, nasty, would be a dog chewable doll that would come up to the TV and I'd do this when somebody was going to kick a field goal and they'd miss it. Probably not because of that, but still. Sand remembers. But I tell you, that all this ability of calculating and thinking and storing stuff, God put that on me saying, look, you know, you have the ability to be knowledgeable in things that have value, can bring value, can bring value not only to yourself, but to your family. My son will challenge me even on my memory today. Where, where, where did he go to school and all this stuff? And thinking he's, I know he does it every single time to see if I, he knows the answer, but he'll see if I'm going to slip up. But these things that we talk about here are so precious that we cannot forget these things. We can forget a lot of things in our lives, and I've chosen to forget a lot of things in my life. And I'm grateful that God has allowed me to forget a lot of things in my life. But this is the one thing I do not want to forget. Is have I fulfilled my purpose in Christ? Hay cosas, hermanos, que no debemos olvidarnos. Hay unos de nosotros que olvidamos de todo. ¿Dónde dejé esto? ¿Dónde dejé esto? ¿Dónde qué dije? ¿Qué, ¿Qué te iba a decir? Pero estas cosas no debemos olvidarnos. La preciosa salvación. Muchos de nosotros hemos peleado por años. Hemos guardado por años. Y viene una cosa como lo que estamos pasando. Y podemos dudar, podemos no confiar tanto. Porque vienen esas cosas. Pero si nomás podemos ver el amor que ha tuvido Dios para nos, con nosotros. Ha sido muy bueno con nosotros. Y mientras que hay vida. We can take this situation that is negative, take this situation that seems dark and gloomy and start to shine and start to praise God and glorify God that he's given us an opportunity to recognize these things. If we turn to Matthew 5.22, But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause. Let's change this up a little bit. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother or sister without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother or sister, Raka, shall be in danger of of the council, but whoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. So brothers and sisters, we find ourselves in a peculiar place. Sometimes we only know our hearts and how we think of things or look at things. And sometimes there's not brotherly or sisterly love here. There's offenses that How long has it been since sisters have cooked anything, but some could still be offended from burning beans from eight months ago? I don't know. Or leaving their 
or not doing their churchly duties, whatever they want to say in cleaning tables. I don't know. Do we want to risk something so simple, something something so petty that could grow and separate ourselves from understanding what the salvation of God is, which is forgiveness and being merciful, being loving to each other, understanding that there's going to be mistakes, being patient. Sometimes these things happen, especially in the church. Some relationships are, are, are severed or are not the same. And why are they not the same? It's because we have not learned from our Savior. And we continue to add. And we continue to separate because we don't trust in God's love. And this is where we must stand up and ask for forgiveness from God and from who we might have offended. And the church had a beautiful time where they would just ask for forgiveness. Forgive me if I've offended you. Because I probably have. And God can then start the restoration process or the healing process within us. Es importante, hermanos, porque era un tiempo que en la iglesia donde muchos se levantaron y pidieron perdón por ofensas. Pero a veces se olvida eso, a veces no se siente que han hecho algo. Pero todos nosotros hemos hecho algo. Pero qué bonito es Dios y qué misericordioso es Dios con palabras bien simples. Perdóname si se te ha ofendido. Se te ha ofendido. No, no, no simples para mí en español. Pero ahí es donde entra el Señor y puede hacer algo. Hemos aprendido, hemos aprendido esas cosas aquí, hermanos. We've learned these things here about forgiveness and the importance of forgiveness. And that we will offend each other. It will happen. Unfortunately, it happens. Every time I see Brother James grilling some hamburgers and I'm not invited, I'm offended. Oh, man, look at that. He willingly does it, apparently. Forgive me. They look good. But I'm sure I offend Brother James too that I haven't invited him over for one of the cheese jalapeno ones that I used to do for him. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have such a beautiful opportunity here, brothers and sisters. This is not something that's burdensome. This is not something that we should feel overwhelmed with. God has created us to love each other. God has created us to speak of his love to others. God has created us to also speak of judgment and the balance with it. I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. Acts 16.30. Acts 16.30. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. He and all his straightway. Brothers and sisters, why don't we all stand up? Nothing has changed. The only thing that has changed are years, but the same God and the same love that he's had for us. We should question things if we don't know stuff. For us that know things, we should get stronger in things. Be prepared to speak the truth. There is a world out there that has no idea, has no idea what's going to happen 
after they die. And if only they knew. If only they knew. There's a fear that's going around the world right now that has subjected a lot of people to do things that are not common. We know what we're talking about here and the power that it has. We trust in it. We've given our life to it. That's something powerful. Now it's time for us to to speak openly and freely about these things. Tonight's prayer is that if God puts it in your heart and you see somebody in need of knowing these things, to work on these things, that God will convict you to speak on these things. Because enough of being cordial and being nice and Everybody gets a first place trophy. It's time for us to speak the truth because it's the only thing that will set us free. Let us pray, brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, for your love, your grace. So grateful for your word, Lord, that has been left here for us, Father, to apply it into our lives, Jesus. The things that we spoke of, Lord, might have awoken us, Lord, might have made us see things, Father, if it's the first time that we're seeing them and hearing them. I ask, Father, that you encourage our hearts to keep on searching in these things, to ask questions, Lord. Just as we would for someone we love and we cared about, Lord, that we love and care about ourselves enough to ask questions, Jesus. You are merciful, Father. Oh, your mercy, Father, it reaches out. As it reached out to us, Lord, and spoke to us, Father, that I believe now in you. We remember those moments, Lord, when you gave us hope. You explained things personally to us, Lord, of things that we may have been through in our lives, Lord. It is you that comforted us, Lord, and to this day comforts us. We ask, Father, that you instill this new hope in us, Lord, to be encouraged and that your Holy Spirit, Lord, your Holy Spirit starts to work in us, Father, for people. Because right now there is a confusion in the world of what's going on, what's happening. Who do I trust and who do I not trust? You have never failed us, Jesus. And you never will. So grateful, Lord, that you have spoken life into us and our families. I ask, Lord, that this hope that we may have gotten in your word tonight, Lord. This awakening that we may have gotten, Lord, that it just doesn't stand still, Lord, to where it could wither and die. But that we begin to cultivate it. Add to it, Jesus. More verses that you will reveal to us, Lord. Forgive us, Father, if we've offended each other, if we've offended you, Lord. Help us to love each other more and build each other up, Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you start to build homes, Lord, for these unknown times that are ahead of us, Lord, that can trust in you and confide in you, Father. Start to build families, Lord, that could weather these storms that are ahead of us. This has been a year, Lord, that people will never, ever forget that will be spoken of for the rest of our lives, Lord. Let us answer that question if we only had spoken of you to many. Help me to be encouraged, Lord, to be faithful to you. 
Give us courage, Lord, to speak the truth. Give us the wisdom, Lord, that we need. We ask, Lord, that you just bless us, Lord, and protect us as we go home, Father, this evening. That we may be able to speak of things, Lord, that are good. And that can progress your kingdom, Jesus. We're so grateful in all these things, Lord, and we ask all these things in your precious name. In the name of Jesus, amen.